Welcome to a special presentation of Nebraska Farmcast, a podcast with essential information for essential decisions from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. The Nebraska Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team in the Department of Agricultural Economics is dedicated to providing timely news, analysis, decision tools, and publications for Nebraska agricultural decision makers. Each week, our team brings you essential information for your essential decisions in live webinars covering a diverse array of farm and ranch management topics presented by experts from the university, from across the state, and from around the country. This series of podcasts offers audio from these webinars so you can learn on the go. To find a complete archive of all webinars, register for upcoming sessions, and discover more resources, visit the Farm and Ranch Management website at farm.unl.edu. Good afternoon. I'm Larry Van Tassel, head of the Department of Agricultural Economics. Thanks for joining us today. This is part of a series of webinars produced by our Extension Farm and Ranch Management Team that typically runs every Thursday at noon. You can find recordings of these sessions, a schedule of upcoming webinars, and other resources at farm.unl.edu. Agriculture remains a critical component of Nebraska's economy, accounting for nearly 34% of business sales, 22% of the gross state product, and nearly a quarter of the state's jobs. All this according to a new report released by UNL today. It's also a resilient industry. Even during years when farm and ranch incomes are low, other aspects of the agricultural production complex, including ag-related manufacturing, transportation and wholesaling, and agritourism tend to remain strong. These are among the findings of the 2017 economic impact of the Nebraska Agricultural Production Complex, which, which the University of Nebraska-Lincoln's Department of Agriculture, Agricultural Economics released today. Ag economists Brad Lubin and Jeffrey Stokes authored the report, along with Eric Thompson of UNL's Bureau for Business Research. The study was conducted to provide a benchmark assessment of the economic impact of Nebraska agriculture on the state's economy. Drs. Lubin, Stokes, and Thompson join us today to discuss this report. I'll turn it over to them. Larry, thank you very much uh, for that introduction and for the opportunity to, uh, to share this information with you today. Uh, as Larry introduced, um, uh, Dr. Jeff Stokes in the department, my colleague in the Ag Economics Department, and Dr. Eric Thompson uh, in the Bureau of Business Research uh, were co-authors of this paper uh, to discuss the economic impact of the Nebraska Agricultural Production Complex. We want to describe for you very briefly what we intend to do over the next uh, uh, 40 minutes or so, plus uh, time for questions later. Uh, but we want to introduce the, the report to you. We want to talk about the ag production complex. Uh, we want to share the results of the research and the conclusions, the implications that we find in, in the study. When we talk about the agricultural production complex, uh, we can recognize, uh, even before we dug into the study, uh, the relative importance of the ag sector to Nebraska. If you look at national statistics or, or national economic data, 
uh, from the Bureau of Economic Analysis. Uh, their data focused explicitly on uh, the farm sector would find Nebraska ranked third of any state uh, with a population over 1 million, uh, but third of any state in terms of the significance of or the share of the economy uh, related agriculture. So we know Nebraska is a leading agricultural state. We have also seen previous studies uh, in this nature uh, dating back to the 1970s. Uh, former colleagues or, or uh, predecessor uh, faculty members here at the university have engaged in studies over those many times to assess the current economic uh, picture for Nebraska agriculture and the impact on the broader economy. Most recently, a study in 2012 uh, that was based on 2010 uh, production data uh, found uh, the significant impact of Nebraska agriculture. This study was and is intended as an update uh, to that study. Uh, the collaboration between Agricultural Economics and the Bureau of Business Research uh, within the College of Business to put this together. Uh, it is uh, Vice Chancellor Mike Bame at the Institute of Ag and Natural Resources uh, that provided the primary leadership and, and direction to, to get this study underway. What we have done uh, in terms of updating the 2010 uh, data or the 2010 study that was last published in 2012 uh, was to update that study, but to do so based on the 2017 uh, year, because that is the year of the most recent census of agriculture. Uh, by digging into that specific year and digging into the census data, we could get more uh, in-depth detail of the production sector uh, for Nebraska agriculture and get more detail across the, the, across the state uh, in the various regions. So we've utilized census of agriculture data from 2017. Uh, we've uh, compiled that and, and uh, uh, tried to complete that as appropriate with other data from the National Ag Statistics Service. Uh, and then we've utilized the M-Plan model uh, for input-output economic modeling to fundamentally uh, demonstrate the impact of agriculture and the broader impacts on uh, the agricultural sector and, and the rest of the economy. Now, to set the stage for the economic impact of Nebraska agriculture, let me reference a national framework or a national perspective. Using data from the USDA Economic Research Service and using their definition that did vary over time, but their definition of what a farming dependent county looked like. That is a county that was dependent upon farm income uh, as a significant share of that county's total income or depending upon payroll, uh, the jobs uh, in farming. If we were doing a study seven decades ago, uh, you would see a wide swath of the country where the counties were fundamentally dependent upon agriculture. By 2015, that data looks very, very different. Uh, the vast majority of counties that were historically dependent upon agriculture are no longer so. That's not to say that agriculture has necessarily shrunk in those counties but that the general economy uh, and the non-ag economy particularly have grown. And so ag's share of the total economy has gotten smaller. Even our analysis in Nebraska, if you look at the previous studies, uh, previously quoted perhaps one in three or then one in five, uh, or rather one in three and then one in four. And so the size of the ag economy as a share of the total economy has, uh, has declined over time. 
But compare that 1950 map to the 2015 map. And even as the ag sector has become a smaller share of the nation's economy, uh, the ag sector is still a very critical share of the Great Plains. From the high plains of Texas to the northern plains and the Dakotas and Montana, and right here in Nebraska, uh, a predominant share of the counties that are fundamentally reliant upon agriculture as a major driver and, and maybe uh, principally the number one driver of the local economy. That's the framework we're in, in terms of the importance of the agricultural sector. We can also look at recent trends and note that while agriculture is growing, we're also uh, coping with a downturn. And that does impact this analysis of uh, the economic impact of the ag sector. Uh, dating back now 50 years of, of data here, uh, since 1970 through the last uh, dot on the, on the chart is 2019 projections or, or recorded income. Uh, you see the value of ag production in the state has grown from uh, perhaps $2 billion to more than $20 billion. Peaking early this decade, uh, this past decade in, in 2011, 12, and 13, but falling back to roughly $22 to $23 billion. Uh, that's total value of ag output. Recognize, however, that's not the same thing as value added to the economy, given purchased inputs, uh, given other factors of production. Net value added has grown from uh, around a billion dollars or less uh, to, uh, to more than $5 billion. Peaking again in the record years uh, back at more than $10 billion, falling back substantially, uh, but rebounding again uh, since 2017. And then net farm income, the, the bottom line there in blue is that's value added minus the, the relative returns to the, what we call the factors of production, interest paid, um, unpaid labor and management uh, returns to land. And so you have three different measures. While farm income, sort of the, the bottom line measure shows that 2017 was in fact the lowest uh, income level of the past decade, and thus our estimates might be uh, very conservative in terms of the direct impact of, of farm income on the economy. Uh, we, we still see that total production and value added are still higher than where they've been. Uh, and so we still have a growing sector. Uh, we just have uh, uh, some challenging economic conditions at present that do impact uh, the analysis. That's a setup uh, to describe the economic environment that Nebraska agriculture is operating in, but also to remind us of the importance of the ag sector to the general economy. The study itself focuses explicitly on uh, those estimates and details uh, the impact of the ag sector and of the related uh, sectors of the economy. So I'm happy to uh, hand the, the uh, uh, microphone and the control over here to Eric. And so please, Eric, uh, go ahead and, and uh, grab control and and uh, let's move forward. Well, thanks, Brad. And I, I did see a notice we have a hand raised, maybe a question. A reminder, please ask any questions in the Q&A box for the moment, and then, uh, uh, and then we'll take those when we have time at the end. And let me first, Eric, mute myself and then... Well, I appreciate the opportunity to give you all a bit of background about our study. Um, 
and at a very uh, high level, try to tell you what it is we did and what it is we found. Um, I won't get into the very specific details, but just give you a, a general idea uh, what we found. And uh, of course, those details are available in the report itself. Um, before going through the whole process, I thought it'd be useful just to tell you the bottom line here. And this, of course, uh, was mentioned in the introduction as well. Um, if you uh, look at the economic impact of Nebraska's agricultural production complex, it accounts for about a third of the state's uh, output or business receipts. However, if we use uh, value added, which is kind of analogous to gross domestic product or in a, in a state gross state product, we see it accounts for uh, just shy of 22%, uh, about just shy of 20% of labor income here in Nebraska, and just over 23% of employment in the state. So let me tell you now how we arrived at these estimates. Uh, first of all, I want to tell you the components of the agricultural production complex that we looked at. Of course, we featured and started with crop production and livestock production, but we also looked at agriculture-related industries. So if you look at some of the uh, other important industries in the state, like transportation, like manufacturing, a significant share of those industries are closely aligned with the agricultural sector, which is why we include them in the agricultural production complex. So we're going to look at the impact of agricultural-related manufacturing, as well as the share of the state's wholesaling and transportation activity that are ag-related. Uh, there's also an ag tourism sector, uh, which we included in the report. Uh, it's a smaller sector. I won't focus on it today, but there's information about that in the report as well. Now, in doing our analysis, we're going to look at the economic activity within the agricultural production complex, those five sectors I described on the previous slide. But then we're going to move beyond that and consider the multiplier impact, which occurs as the sales and income earned within that agricultural production complex spill over to the broader Nebraska economy. So uh, generally speaking, uh, what does that mean? Well, it means that businesses that are in the ag production complex purchase some supplies and services from businesses outside of the complex. And that obviously supports activity at those businesses. Uh, just as importantly, if you look at the workers and the entrepreneurs in the agricultural production complex, farmers, ranchers, workers, uh, entrepreneurs who run other ag-related businesses, um, they, have, they have their take-home pay or their, or their income uh, and they spend that throughout the economy as all of our households spend, spend our income. So that really has a broad-based effect on the state's economy, supporting businesses from retail firms to uh, insurance companies to uh, healthcare providers. If you think of everything that a family spends its income on. So we're going to capture the direct economic activity in the agricultural production complex, but also this spillover. 
Now we use something called the implant model to estimate these multiplier impacts. The implant model reflects the structure of Nebraska's economy and whether it's likely that people will make the purchases I just described, those spillover purchases in the state or from an out-of-state provider. Uh, once we calculate the multiplier impact, we'll add it to the direct impact, that activity of the ag production complex itself, and it'll yield a total economic impact. And then it's that total economic impact that we compare with the size of the state economy. So let's focus on the economic activity within the agricultural production complex. So this first slide deals with crop and livestock production in 2017. This data came from the Census of Agriculture. And what was found was that the value of the covered crops, we included 14 crops, all the major crops grown in Nebraska, uh, included most of the crop production we found uh, a total value of $9.3 billion in production, uh, and those crops covered 19 million acres. Um, it, I would surprise no one to learn that uh, actually a majority of that value of production was from the production of corn. But we did, we did examine 14 crops, obviously including soybeans, wheat, uh, dry beans, sugar beets, hay and alfalfa, uh, sorghum, and so forth. Uh, now, we also looked at the total value of covered livestock production. And, you know, again, all the major types of livestock, livestock production were included. And again, it would not be a big surprise to know that the lion's share of that total value was in cattle production, as you see there. Now, what about those ag-related industries, manufacturing on the one hand and wholesale and transportation on the other? Well, the total value of agricultural-related manufacturing activity in 2017, we got this information from that implan model I described earlier, was 32.6 billion. So we looked at ag-related industries in food processing, such as animal slaughtering, uh, and there's obviously other many other components of food processing. We also looked at ethanol production, and we also looked at major industries that uh, are key suppliers to the uh, major manufacturing industries that are key suppliers to agriculture, such as farm machinery and equipment. Uh, supplying agriculture here in Nebraska, but also around the country and the world. And uh, you can see there are some of the larger sectors in each one of those categories. We also looked at ag-related wholesale and transportation activity. Obviously, some of the activity of co-ops and related businesses are captured here. Uh, trucking and rail are the primary transportation industries we focused on. Uh, and we found that the truck transportation related to agriculture had a total value of production of about 2.1 billion in 2017. So a significant chunk of Nebraska's truck transportation sales is related to Nebraska agriculture. Okay, so what did we find? Again, focusing on our statewide economic impacts. Well, for crop production statewide, we found a statewide economic impact, including the multiplier impact of 14.4 billion in terms of output, which is business sales, 4.6 billion in terms of value added, 
um, and then you can see the income and employment there as well. And you, as you might expect, irrigated corn and soybeans accounted for about half of that crop impact. So irrigation is a pretty important part of our statewide crop impact. And actually, before I go on, just focus in the back of your mind on that 4.6 billion in value added from the crop sector. Now let's look at the livestock sector. A 17, and once you include the multiplier impact, a $17.2 billion economic impact, about 5.4 billion in value added. So if we add up the value added from crops and livestock, it adds up to about $10 billion in 2010, the total impact, including the multiplier. You can see the labor income and employment impacts there as well. Uh, obviously the lion's share again of that was due to cattle. Now let's look at the ag related manufacturing sector. So this is not the entire manufacturing sector in Nebraska, just the parts of it that are closely linked to agriculture. You see 42.8 billion in output and 11.2 billion in value added. You may recall that crop and livestock value added impact added up to about 10 billion. The ag related manufacturing is 11.2 billion. So a lot of the value added opportunities created by Nebraska agriculture actually occur in these related sectors rather than in agricultural production itself. You see the, the labor income impact and the jobs and actually ag related manufacturing, the impacts of that on the state economy tend to exceed the combined impact of crop and livestock production with the exception of employment. So uh, in addition to their own impacts, crop and livestock production are supporting a, a broader impact in sectors like manufacturing. There's also, as I mentioned, an ag-related wholesale and transportation industry. You see the economic impact there uh, with a value added of about 4.4 billion, 2.7 million, uh, it should be billion, forgive me, that's a typo, in labor income and uh, 42, thousand jobs. Uh, trucking accounts for about 40% of this impact. So we're to add it all up and we, we added in the uh, agritourism in there as well. You'll see about an $82 billion impact on output in 2017. If you focus on gross state product, again, that's kind of a, analogous to gross domestic product, how we measure the size of the US economy. We had a $25.7 billion impact in 2017. Labor income about 14 billion and uh, more than 300,000 jobs in our state. So those are the main findings at the statewide level. I'll just speak a few moments about some of our regional impacts. You can see the agricultural regions of Nebraska here, uh, three regions in the east of the state. Uh, central Nebraska region uh, encompassing uh, the Tri-Cities in central Nebraska, uh, the, the south and north regions, and then the two, uh, perhaps the north, north region is a bit western in character as well, but the two western regions, uh, northwest and southwest. So um, agriculture is quite important as, as we know throughout the state of Nebraska, but there are some, there is some variation in agricultural production in these eight regions. Um, so corn and cattle are obviously a focus of the ag, ag economy 
in all eight regions, but what are, what are some of the variations in our estimation? Well, eastern and central Nebraska, in addition to corn and cattle, also focus in a big way on soybean and hog production, and uh, now increasingly poultry production as well. Um, that south region below the Tri-Cities area, uh, perhaps uh, similar to the east and the central, but is a little less invested in hog production and uh, somewhat more focused on wheat production. Uh, that north region, which is broadly broadly encompasses the sand hill of Nebraska, uh, also focuses on alfalfa and other types of hay production. And the northwest and southwest regions uh, arguably are some of the most diverse uh, agricultural production regions in the state. Uh, they maybe have a little less soybeans than the eastern parts and central parts of the state but a greater emphasis on wheat, sugar beet, and dry bean production. So this a variation in the crop and livestock focuses of the different regions uh, perhaps explains in part why the economic impact is a little different in the eight regions of Nebraska as well. So focusing on that value added measure, which I think is the best focus since it's analogous to gross, gross domestic product, which we used to the study the size of the national economy, you can see here that variation. So uh, regions in the east, such as the northeast Nebraska region or the southeast Nebraska region, over 40% of the gross regional product, that's the regional analogy, analogy for gross state product, uh, the agricultural production complex with its multiplier impacts accounts for over 40% of the economy there and nearly as much in the north region, just shy of 40%. Um, high in the 30%, we find the south and central regions, and then we see somewhat lower percentages in the northwest and southwest of the state and in the east of the state. Now, uh, the east encompasses the Omaha and Lincoln areas as well as Grand uh, parts of Grant Island. So that's really the largest share of the overall Nebraska economy. Uh, we don't have it, it's in the report that, that the total output of the agricultural production complex is actually the greatest in East Nebraska, but as a share of the economy, it's about 11%. Now, uh, if you, we were just looking at that gross state product uh, uh, figure, there is a similar pattern for labor income and employment. If you consider the share of labor income and employment due to the agricultural production complex in the different regions of the state. Uh, however, uh, employment shares tend to be a little larger than labor income shares or even gross state product shares. There's several reasons for that. Uh, obviously there were lower farm incomes in 2017 as, as Brad discussed early on. Um, so that's going to affect labor income shares as well as value added shares, but less so employment. Uh, the other thing is there are uh, some proprietors that operate relatively small operations, uh, fewer acres or small herds of animals. So the, the jobs still get counted as jobs, even if uh, the output and income isn't as great. So those are the two reasons you see a somewhat larger share in employment than in labor income and value added. So here's our results for labor income. Again, nearly uh, over 40% in the Northeast region and in the 30s in the North, South and Southeast regions and in the Central region. 
that a significant share of the labor income earned in these economies is due to the agricultural production complex. In the 20s in Northwest and Southwest regions and around 10% in the East. If we look at it in terms of employment, I told you these were a little larger generally and actually up over half the employment in the North Sandhills region of Nebraska is due to the ag production complex or its multiplier, uh, nearly half in the Northeast and in the high 30s in the South, Southeast and Central regions. So those were our main findings in terms of numbers. I'm gonna pass it off now to uh, Dr. Jeff Stokes to uh, summarize our findings. Thanks, Eric. Um, uh, I, I have the easy job. I think if we you know, sort of take a look at this at the, at the 500 foot level, um, it's pretty clear that, uh, and we have some bulleted items here, but, but overall that uh, you know, agriculture has been and I think continues to be and will likely be into the future pretty important for the state. Uh, the first one there just talks about uh, those spillovers that, that Eric sort of uh, uh, introduced and, and they are significant uh, for, for the economy. Um, as far as uh, ag impacts on the Nebraska economy, they are consistent. We, we do see some volatility when it comes to farm income, but when you look at ag-related manufacturing, transportation, et cetera, um, it, it tends to be the case that, uh, that, that we see a, lot, a little more stability there and consistency there, regardless of what's happening with, uh, with farm incomes. I'd like to think of these next two as sort of upstream and downstream, but farm income and productivity are, are critical to the production sector, but the productivity and production are also vital to the, to the broader sector, um, whether that's regionally or, or uh, within the state itself. Um, important components for future success. Uh, we, you know, our charge really wasn't to delve too deeply into, you know, making some sort of a statement here or suggesting policy, but it's pretty clear that, that ag being as important as it is for the state that anything along the lines of, of research and development or any policy discussions uh, that, that might happen uh, to the extent that they, they take agriculture into uh, in Ag in Nebraska into consideration, I think uh, probably those, those mean good things for the state as a whole. Um, so, you know, overall, it, it, you know, again, if I could just sum the, all of those bullets up. It, you know, the, if you look at the past studies, you look at the study we did, and looking into the future, when we do this again in a few years, I, I, we see some small changes here and there, but ag is just uh, continues to be pretty important for the state of Nebraska. Um, that's kind of what we do here. So I, I guess with that, we looks like we have some questions and uh, maybe we could turn it over to, I guess, Larry. All right, thanks. Great presentation, guys. So Eric, uh, besides the aggregate data, is it possible to get this information at the township size level, or if not, the county level? Uh, yes, uh, uh, not from our report. So we, you know, we had to uh, we had to scope out our report and uh, plan to produce information at the regional and state level. But ultimately, we built up our analysis based on county data aggregating it to the uh, regional and state level um, using whether that was the in-plan data for uh, manufacturing, transportation, and wholesaling, or whether it was the census of agriculture data for 
uh, crop and livestock activity. So um, it is uh, technically possible to do that. All right, good. Also, was any information gathered about new businesses in agriculture technology and other new businesses that either provide services to agriculture producers or are involved in processing agriculture products for consumer consumption? Let me take the first stab at that and, and we can discuss the implications. Um, as noted, we base this on uh, data as of 2017, uh, census of agriculture data. So we have uh, production data, uh, receipts, um, employment, et cetera, that, that comes from that, from that period. It doesn't reflect the most recent uh, new growth in animal agriculture in Nebraska, particularly the poultry uh, sector expansion. It doesn't reflect that that's happened in the last two years. Uh, and presumably and hopefully the, the next census and, and uh, the next opportunity to study this uh, would show a substantial increase in activity and, and significant uh, contributions to the economy. So, so the most recent developments of the last uh, two to three years uh, don't really show up in this analysis yet. Um, both good and bad. We've, we've also had trade conflicts and now the COVID-19 pandemic that has challenged us here in 2020. Uh, this data based on 2017 uh, precedes all of that, uh, all of those shocks. All right, for comparison purposes, what are the other industries or sectors that have large, uh, large share or impact on total state output? Well, uh, Nebraska has, uh, I would argue, three, uh, in addition to agriculture, three primary industries or main industries. Uh, one I would call insurance and finance. So uh, obviously there's a very large insurance carrier industry in Nebraska based in Omaha and Lincoln. Uh, that has a a substantial impact on our state economy and there's also related finance industries, uh, large banks and so forth. Uh, not, not all of those are ag related obviously, although segments of both the finance and the insurance industry in Nebraska are very, uh, very, very much related to agriculture throughout the state, including in its cities. Um, in a, uh, I, I would say a second or a third one, ag, insurance and finance. A third one would be uh, transportation. So Nebraska, uh, if you compare it to other states, typically has uh, almost two people working in transportation per capita relative to the national average who are very ag uh, transportation intensive economy. That's obviously partly related to agriculture as we just talked about, but we're also the headquarters for four leading transportation companies, or headquarters for three, one in rail and two in trucking, and then also have a major employment centers for a second rail, rail, rail company. Um, plus just a highly entrepreneurial trucking industry in our state. So that's another key sector. Uh, it is significantly related to ag, but there's obviously those headquarters and other, other specialties. 
And then lastly, manufacturing. Well, about half, perhaps uh, somewhat more than half of our manufacturing industry is tied very closely to ag. There's a whole other part of the industry that isn't. And just like in any state, that non-ag manufacturing sector is important to our economy as well. All right, great. Another attendee asks, does the size of the average farming operation vary across the state and does it affect the economic impact of the regions? Uh, ask that one again, the, the question disappeared, Larry, sorry. Okay, sorry. Does the size of the average farming operation vary across the state and does it affect the economic impact of the regions? Right, right. Um, again, let me start, and, and Jeff, let me ask you to, to plan a response here too, but um, most certainly we think that the size of farm operations vary across the state. Uh, there's a level of land use intensity from uh, more intensive cropping operations and, and intensive livestock operations in the east to more extensive or, or less intensive uh, cropping and livestock enterprises. Uh, the further west we go. So that affects farm size, that affects uh, sort of the local structure. Eric described the regional differences in, uh, in employment or in uh, jobs. There are more jobs as a share of the economy up in the north uh, region, the Sand Hills region. So you're talking about large uh, cattle operations in the Sand Hills, um, but those operations reflect a bigger share of the overall economy up there as well. Uh, you talk about uh, operations in the East that may be um, a little bit smaller in terms of scale, uh, but, uh, but a, a more mix of, of enterprises. Um, one other factor to consider in trying to calculate any sort of average there as well, there's roughly 46,000 or so farm operations in the state uh, currently, according to NAS data, but only a fraction of those, and in fact, a relatively small fraction of those are major contributors to the total agricultural output of the state. Um, so uh, the same rules that generally hold nationally also hold in Nebraska. Uh, a large percentage of operations are small, but a very large percentage of total output comes from a relatively small number of large operations. That's not quite as much in Nebraska as it is nationally, but it's certainly still uh, still true there. And, and so the statistical definition of the average size of a farm is somewhat of a misnomer in that, in that discussion. Anything to add on to that, Eric? I, I, I guess from, from my standpoint, not to cut you off, Eric, but I mean, it wasn't clear whether the, how we were talking about size, whether that was in terms of acreage or in terms of um, income or, or, or assets. Um, but I, I think, you know, Brad summed that up pretty well. I'm not sure how we would shake out on the, on the income, um, but as far as size goes, we, you know, we tend to, we tend to get larger uh, acreages, you know, as we move further west, as that, as that agriculture sort of shifts from row crop production over to, to ranches, but um, I, I don't know exactly uh, where we'd be at in terms of income if, if we made that, that comparison. 
I don't have anything to add. It's well said. All right. Uh, Ag's contribution to the economy is a bit less compared to 2010 figures. Is that due to the downturn in farm income, due to greater growth in the rest of the economy, or both? Uh, since I also worked on that 2010 study, uh, I'll take the first shot at answering that. So yes, you've identified two of the reasons and there's actually a third reason. Um, so it is true that um, with incomes lower, um, uh, farm incomes lower, that impacted certainly those GS, the gross state product and labor income shares. Um, uh, on the other hand, because we were able to use the census of agriculture, we did a better job counting proprietors than we did in the 2010 study. So uh, the employment numbers actually benefited this time. Uh, but you're right, one of the reasons is those lower farm incomes. The second reason is um, while, the, while the output and impact of the agricultural complex certainly grew between 2010 and 2017, it did, the other parts of the economy did grow a bit faster. And then there, there's actually a third reason, which is in the 2010 study, we included a public sector component to the agricultural production complex people at universities or others in the public sector that work, uh, you know, that full, their full-time job is related to agriculture and rural development. And we did not include that component this time. So that also reduced the impact somewhat. Uh, we, were, we were focused entirely on the, the private sector businesses this time. Great. Well, what trends have you seen over the past decade in the data analyzed? I think I'd say maybe Eric described it well in the, in the sense of two of the trends that, that have affected the share calculated today versus, or in 2017 versus 2010. Farm incomes have uh, uh, gone downhill, at least farm total farm receipts have gone downhill since early in the decade. Uh, and that does affect uh, the direct uh, value of ag output and, and farm income. Um, but we do continue to see uh, uh, growing uh, um, economic activity outside of the sector, and so that's you know the argument or the rationale for the for the declining share. Um, the slide that I shared early in the beginning would say, even though farm incomes bottomed out in 2017, uh, the total ag production is still higher than what it was at the beginning of the decade. So the sector is still growing. It's just. Uh, uh, faced with not just growing uh, revenues, but also growing expenses. And uh, it's a larger sector. Uh, it just still has continued challenges at the moment. All right, good. Has there been any research on the relationship between Nebraska's agricultural community, uh, economy and the state's general economy? That is, do they tend to rise and fall together or do they follow different trends? That is to say, when other businesses are weak, does agriculture make up the difference? I don't know. Uh, I haven't done research on that. I perhaps have made observations over time. Um, 
and I don't want to generalize too much, but I do think it's fair. We've talked about this, right, Brad and Jeff, that uh, during the last two recessions, our agricultural economy uh, has really been one reason why Nebraska's economy has held up better than the national economy overall or some of the other states, uh, state economies around the country. Now, I don't want to say it's the only reason, but it's one of them. So in the Great Recession of 2000, late 2007 to 2019, um, agriculture was actually thriving uh, during a general period of economic slowdown. I think in the current recession, um, or uh, it's been more that agriculture, while impacted, wasn't as severely impacted as some of the other segments of the economy. And the fact that at, uh, the fact that Nebraska's economy was relatively specialized in ag and food production helped uh, is one of the reasons our state economy wasn't impacted quite as harshly as uh, other state economies around the country. But I, I'm not. I'm not able to generalize that. I don't, I don't know that agriculture in strong years for the overall economy does poorly necessarily, but I, I do, so I can't comment on the whole business cycle, but it did, it did seem to help us in the last two recessions. Great. I'm not sure if you can answer this or not, but uh, what, what uh, was the contribution to the state of the manufacturing sector that excluded what you included is the ag-related manufacturing. I didn't look at that particularly. Um, I don't want to say for sure, but based on past impressions I've formed, um, I would say it's a bit smaller than the ag manufacturing impact, but in the same neighborhood of impact. We do have a a large non-ag manufacturing sector in the state. Non-ag related, excuse me. All right. Well, what proportion of each of the important, uh, what proportion of each of the important uh, portions of the economy consists of service sectors, which usually don't contribute much to the property tax base? Well, and sometimes manufacturing doesn't either because, you know, a lot of manufacturers are have uh, participated in, uh, in uh, incentive programs and so forth that often, often uh, include uh, you know, tax benefits related to the property tax. Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't looked closely at the degree to which the insurance industry, at least not recently, the insurance industry or the trucking industry contribute to the tax base, but uh, service industries do tend to have less real property per unit of output. So uh, certainly the rail industry is one transportation industry it does contribute quite a bit to the property tax base in certain parts of the state. So do the total value figures that were presented today take into consideration export sales? I think we can say in terms of uh, uh, the value of direct value of crop and livestock production, uh, that is based on uh, census of ag reported numbers for production and receipts. Uh, and so that does reflect 
the value generated by exports. That doesn't calculate the share that was uh, sent to the export market, uh, but it reflects the value of exports, uh, the contribution to farm income. Likewise for agriculture related manufacturing. All right. Well, assuming the data here is pre-COVID, what conclusions can we draw about Nebraska's ability to stave off more severe consequences from the pandemic due to our strong number of essential workers in an industry that will always be needed? We've been having conversations about this very question. I think Jeff has the answer. <laughs> but you're on mute, Jeff. There you go. Well, if I'm on mute, that makes my answers better. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know that I had the answer. I had the question this morning, but um, uh, definitely the data are, are, are pre-COVID. And, and the discussion this morning was about, um, you know, Nebraska being uh, obviously um, important in, in terms of the essential because we do produce uh, and manufacture a lot of food here. Um, and I think also the, the, the importance of uh, some of the transfer payments. And I, I think, you know, uh, Brad had some, some insights on that this morning. I don't want st to steal all your thunder here, but obviously those are important things for, uh, for propping up uh, incomes and what might otherwise be a, a sort of an off year or at least a, a hiccup in a, in, a, in a year. So I don't know if you have anything to add to that, yeah. Brad. Well, yes, and in the current environment, you're right, it's, it's been noted how agriculture didn't shut down. Uh, like some sectors were forced into shutting down and some sectors essentially shut down due to lack of, of demand. Uh, agriculture didn't shut down, it remained open as an essential industry, facing challenges and, and pressure along the way. Um, so agriculture didn't shut down, but it dealt with smaller uh, commodity values uh, as we saw losses in, in demand for crops and livestock and disruptions in supply chains. Um, there has been substantial federal assistance provided to help backstop those losses uh, to the tune that, that federal assistance uh, in excess of $30 billion uh, in nationally. Uh, uh, is a uh, uh, significant driver of, of uh, uh, the bottom line for net farm income in 2020, uh, speaking nationally and, and expecting a similar number here statewide, a uh, similar share. So, so the, the industry didn't shut down. It helped drive the Nebraska economy through uh, the pandemic. Uh, it did deal with shocks and economic losses as a result, but there also have been um, uh, assistance uh, programs and payments to help producers through that shock. Uh, looking ahead, the question remains how quickly can and when and how quickly can we fully recover? And, uh, um, and for agriculture, what does that mean in terms of slowing down or uh, weaning off of the, uh, the, the amount of assistance that's happened over the last couple of years? All right, uh, there, there was a, another question that asked about the economic tracker on the website opportunityinsights.org that talks about supporting recovery from COVID-19. I personally am not familiar with that website. 
would have to do a little more uh, examination of it to determine if uh, we could develop such, you know, that kind of a system for Nebraska Ag. Brad or anybody, Jeff, Eric, I don't know if you're familiar with that website, have anything to add, add or not. What was it again, Larry? Uh, OpportunityInsights.org. Yeah, I think it's something we can take a look at and maybe there are lessons. Instead of a study every five or 10 years, maybe there's, you know, increased opportunities to to try and uh, um, uh, identify trends in real time. But uh, um, this kind of comprehensive look at the sector really only can happen periodically. Uh, and then you stick with those, those models or parameters and can judge movements over time. Okay. Well, thank you gentlemen for uh, a great, uh, great work there. It was, uh, it's been an enjoyable uh, webinar today and a lot of great insight. Uh, thank everybody else for joining us with us today. This has been a special Nebraska Farmcast presentation of Extension Farm and Ranch Management in the Department of Agricultural Economics at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. To view or listen to more archived webinars, register for upcoming sessions, and discover more timely news, analysis, decision tools, and publications to guide your decision-making, visit farm.unl.edu.